Net casting from Melbourne and Bendigo. Australia. This is 4Bits. With Steve Baker. And Simon Kirby. Yeah, so in Dublin's fair city, where the girls are so pretty, you first <laughs> laid your eyes on sweet Molly Malone. Uh, I did. Um, and she was wandering streets both long and narrow with her wheelbarrow, seeing cockles and mussels alive, alive, oh. Um, you know what's really strange? Like... So, I've never been to the Republic of Ireland before. I've been to Northern Ireland, yep. but like 10 years ago or something. Um, and, you know, you, you there are cultural stereotypes. You know, you come to Australia and there'll be um, um, kangaroos jumping up and down the main street and uh, all these these kind of things. So you kind of go, okay, well, this is, that's obviously preposterous. Mm. Um, and they're just, just that. They're silly racial stereotypes. Um. And one, so if if you would ask me before I went, I didn't do a lot of research on Ireland. Uh, uh, I, I kind of read a, a book that I'd read a little while ago that had a whole section on Ireland, which I read just f- for fun. But um, if you would ask me for like the racial stereotypes, it's like the people drunk on Guinness, the and people singing shanty songs like Molly Malone, mm. and. You know, some of those kind of things you go, okay, this is a, like a r- racial stereotype and it won't be like that. And that, can we can we say national stereotype? Because... Sure, sure. They're not a National. Race. Yeah, go on. Okay, sorry. So, n- national stereotypes, yep. fine. Um, and, uh, but, the, so the first night, the first day I got there, so I arrived in the country about midday and I was tired, obviously jet lagged and, and just thought I'm just going to keep on moving. So, I just went out and just walked the streets of the city for a while. Mm. Uh, so, but but no, no shit. In the first like two or three hours I'm wandering the city, I heard two people singing out loud Molly Malone you're, and uh, you're went past a me. pub. You're shitty. <laughs> Where the girls are so Where, uh, And I went past a pub. Where they were singing Molly Malone, right? And then I went to the conference. So I was over there for a conference. Went to the conference. Had the Irish Prime Minister who who spoke. Um, and the entertainment for the for the opening of the conference was a men's choir who came in and sang Molly Malone. Jesus. Um, yeah, indeed. And and no shit. Like uh, wandering home at night. Like my hotel. The hotel that was booked for me was like four kilometres away from where the conference venue was. So, I spent a lot of time walking the streets of Dublin um, and lots of people singing Molly Malone at night. Now, having said that, I didn't... I, I don't know whether those people were actual... Um, Locals. Irish people. They may well have been, you know, American tourists or Australian tourists or something mm. who, who just kind of thought for a laugh, that's what you do. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I was just struck by... It's, it's sort of like something that I thought would be just a... Uh, a cultural stereotype that 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 turned out to be, at least on the face of it, actually quite quite accurate. Strange. I once saw, I once saw the Pogues um, live in concert at uh, Festival Hall, mm-hmm. and the first song they came on with was, "In South Australia I was born, evil way all the way in South Australia I was born," and they just sort of fell horizontally onto the stage like. Mm. From left to right, it was, just, it was sort of it was, it was against all the laws of physics, but somehow it made sense. Hmm. Or, I, I'm, I made a friend at the conference, uh, and she was from Northern Ireland, um, and we went out for dinner a couple of times to have a bit of a chat. And 
I, I said to her this thing. I said I was really surprised about that. And uh, and I said, you know, am I kind of getting this wrong? Is it just that I just happen to be perhaps wandering through a tourist precinct or something? And that's right. And she said, yeah, maybe a little bit. But she said also, um, it's uh, folk music is a very Irish thing. So yeah. therefore, not unusual that you'll be hearing lots of folk music. I mean, if, if you go back um, to the sort of a, the German derivation, the derivation of the word folk people. It's the mm. people's music. That's what all, all it was. It was the, and if it's and it's something you can, it's easy to sing when you're pissed. True. <laughs> Another thing that I saw a lot of when I was there. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. When you're going a roving. <laughs> well, how, so, um, how about this for just a parallel? Just that. Um, uh, so there was the South by Southwest at or South by as they the insiders call it. Mm. And a whole gang from work went over there, including a, a Northern Irish uh, woman I know who I work with, and and she Instagrammed a picture of her with the Irish Prime Minister. Ah, oh, there you go. Okay, so okay. the elephant on your wrist. Mm-hmm. When did you get it? So I got the Apple Watch on Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, lunchtime. So I've now had it for on for three days. So you can't tell me exactly what time you got it at? <laughs> yes, I can actually. It was about eleven forty three. I think I pa- I think I paired it with the iPhone. Yeah. So um yeah. So so it's it's here, it's happening. I'll 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 whip it out. Uh, there it is. Gosh. Are you wearing it on the inside of your wrist because of course you want to defile that logic that they put into it? This oh no, no, you're right. Sorry, no, no, it, I've got it on the... Is this the twisted way you were doing it at the camera? Yes. Yeah, it was convoluted. Big and yes, yeah, so I've got the what they're now calling the geek version or the, the black aluminium sport with the black band. Or as we call it, the cheapest one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's And that was my rationale behind it. It was like, uh, uh, there's no way... If I'd bought any of the other stainless steel ones, which I probably actually would have preferred to have bought... I would have got a band which I wouldn't have wanted to wear with it, which would meant that the first thing I would have had to do is also go out and buy another lot of bands. Yes, you would have, which you would have had to go and buy the sports band that's available. Well, a second lot of sports band. No, well, a black sport the, band. The, yeah, there's one. There's a sports band for the watch, as opposed to the, um, the sports edition of the watch. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so the black one comes comes with a black sports band. But if I'd got, for instance, the, the other one that I looked at was the silver aluminium one with a blue band. And it was like, yep, that's sort of okay. But before long, I'd want to get a, a black, a more neutral mm. a black or white uh, sports band mm. for it, which means I don't know how much they are, but let's say they're 50 bucks or something. I've got no idea. I haven't looked it up. But I just thought I'm not going to go and buy this thing. And then literally the first thing I do is go, it actually doesn't. It actually isn't set up right for me. I've got to go and buy another one. So the yeah. only, literally the only one that I, that was a a sport model, so was in my price price bracket, but B had a nice neutral band that I could conceivably go to a formal occasion plus where when I go for a jog or mm. whatever was the black one with the black band. Mm. Yeah. So um yeah so I've, I do you want to know do you want to know about it? Sure. Okay. Uh, well, here's what I'm interested in. You didn't, you didn't order one. Yes. So, so last time, last time we were talking, we were like both of us going umming and ahhing about where, would we, wouldn't we? Not sure. Mm. Um, yeah, not sure which way we'd 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 fall on it. 
So, so here's what I came down to in the end. Um, I had to think about it, and there's a couple of things. Okay. So, first thing is, um, I don't have any sort of fitness tracking device. I know that you do. You have Fitbit, is that right? That's right. The Fitbit Flex. Fitbit, yeah. So, um, so I don't, I, I've never bought a fitness tracking device, even though I've really liked them and wanted to have one for a long time. Um, because I'd always thought when Apple does one, that's when I'll, I'll jump. Mm. So I'd been kind of waiting for the Apple watch or Apple, whatever it was going to be that was going to do that. Um, so just, can I just check? You've got a six or six plus? I've got a six. Okay. All right. So I don't think the six, does a six have the motion chip in it or is it only the six plus? Yeah. No, it does. It's got the motion chip in it, and I use that all the time mm. to track my footsteps. Okay. Um, but I liked the additional uh, fitness-related things that came with the watch. Yep. So, the heartbeat measuring and the calorie guessing and those kinds of things, plus the specific measuring of different types of activity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I kind of liked that side of it, and I thought, okay, uh, and it's a version one product, but that stuff was all reported to be working pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked, I honestly just liked the idea that it was a nice watch with interchangeable faces because that's kind of cool. And then the other side of it was with complications that you can change to suit your mood. Mm. I really like those. So, if you like, I like those three things a lot. And I thought, and when I thought about it, I went, well, those three things work well by all reports on this watch. Yeah. Um, and all the other stuff, I can like the app, r- running apps and a lot of the other sort of features of the device, I'm kind of like, um, I'd be happy for those things to mature. If they were the only things that I was buying it for, I'd be happy to wait for. Um, but those things will either mature over time on this watch or on subsequent watches, they'll get better and better. Yep. <clears throat> um, so, that was that was what, where, where I kind of went, okay, well, so I'll jump with this one and I'll just go for it. So, I ordered it and uh, yeah, and it came in on Wednesday. And three days in, um, I mean, I love it. Uh, it's a it's an, it's a very different experience than any other type of technology product I've ever owned. In that, I honestly think that within, um, I'm just going to turn something off there. Within, um, I would say maybe two hours of wearing it, I didn't want to play with it anymore. You know, you, you get, yep. you get, a, you get a, a new a new Mac or an iPhone or something and it's just like you just got to push every button and try everything and you go back to it for days and blah, 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 blah. It was amazing to me how, how quickly you forget that you're even wearing it. And I mean that in a, in a good way. Mm. Like I had it set up. I didn't load a lot of apps. The only two apps I've got, and even them, I've, one of them I've only just set up recently, but um, Overcast for playing podcasts. Um, and I've got Evernote on there, but to be honest, I've actually never even opened it yet, but I just sort of put it on there because I thought at some point I'll probably want to play around with it. I've literally got no other of the optional apps at all, mm. not interested. Um, so, it was very simple to set up. I've got notifications on my emails and messages, but nothing else that's notifying me. Um, and so, it was quite simple to set up. And once it was set up, um, it's just worked and I've kind of forgotten about it. It just does what it does and it's great for what it does but I don't feel like I've got to constantly play with it or pull it out or show people or or anything. Mm. So, that's kind of, it's kind of a weird experience, but it's good. So, you basically shelled out, shelled out a whack of money that you've, and now you're not even using it, not even noticing it's there. No, no, I'm using it constantly, but it's doing, 
but it's just sunk into the background doing the things that it does well. Mm. Like it's great for when you get a notification and you go, yep, okay, great. That's something I can deal with later. It's something I need to do now. Um, the Siri integration to it's pretty good. Um, although the handoff, I think, is, you know, a bit awkward sometimes. Mm. Um, I love the watch faces. I love that I can change them around. I love that I can add complications. That's such a big thing for me. You can add complications? The, oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, like the... Um, like they make a big deal of this at Apple, like the, so each watch face comes with a number of additional little widgety things, which they call complications, which is based on what the watch, a, a watch, that's a watch term for right. anything in addition to the basic, te- basic telling of time. Okay. Uh, and, and on the Apple watch, you can set those complications to be different things. It can be, you can show the battery, you can show stopwatch, you can show the date, you can show weather, you can show you know, calendar oh, okay. appointments. And you just cycle through those things. You just basically set them up as per you want them. Because Apple's been adding complications to things for some time now. <laughs> oh, the cheap Apple, shot. Apple, it's all about the complications. <laughs> I figured that had um, to be. A, that didn't sound like a very Apple-y kind of term, did it? A complication, no. but they're trying to be no, very, no, it, very much part of the. We're we're a fine quality what premium um, timekeeping device maker. Yeah, yeah. Just like it's our a Swiss. Hero, it's a oral. It's a hurological. Yeah, just like our Swiss buddies. We're, well, we're practically the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and obviously that's a bit wanky, yeah. but whatever. Um. Yeah, so so that's really really good. Like so, for instance, the, my watch that I wore before this watch, yeah. um, I really liked. Um, can I just can I just scar- do can I just do a quick gag before you talk? About that? So we've decided to make the watch simple by adding complications. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about your previous watch. Please go on. Yeah, so so I had like a Skagen watch, um, which I bought a couple of years ago, which I really like. It's a Danish watch. Um, And it has complications. It has three different complications on it. Four, actually, if you include the date, four. Um, But but three of those ones, I never even read. They're so small and so um, fiddly to try and set and get set up that they they were literally just window dressing that I that served no practical purpose. Hmm. So I really like on this watch though, that the things serve a practical purpose. So on the, at the moment I've got um, my calendar appointments, I've got the, um, the um, weather outside and a stopwatch hmm. on my thing. And all three of those things I use, I, I refer to and use all the time. And that's great. And it's also great that I can adjust them and change them to different things. Hmm. Oh, and the date of course. Yep. So I like that side of it. Um, it's so far software works good um bluetooth connection works flawlessly i've never had any problem with it disconnecting or reconnecting or having any issue along that at all um battery has been a non-issue to the extent that i don't even think about it it's like i don't with the exception of the first day where i didn't charge it before i put it on when i think it got down to like 20 percent the other two days i've had it and obviously i've been using it a fair bit because it's new and stuff um it's, it's like last night, I think it was 50%. Like I'd had it on since six at the morning. It was 10 o'clock when I went to bed and it was still 54% or something, the battery. So battery is like not an issue at all. Yep. So it works and works well. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so far, so good. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how it goes long term. Hmm.
So, so this played in my, on my thinking a little bit too, where I thought, okay, these things that it does that I do like are perfectly fine. If that's all it ever does for this first version, that I'm totally fine with that. Um, and it'll be about ready. To, if, if it runs on the same sort of upgrade cycles as a phone does, which I think it probably will, then probably by the third version, I'll be looking at, okay, it might be time to do an upgrade. Well, I think that will be for the people who, like you or I, who, who would be in the cheap seats. <laughs> but uh, for those buying $10,000 phones, it's going to be interesting to see whether they can, whether they'll be able to take it into the store and switch in and switch out the um, the hardware, you know, leaving the strap and the case, the solid gold, Apple gold case um, or not. We have to go. Yeah, I read. I read something about this recently. I, I, I suspect what I don't. I suspect that won't happen. Mm. I think what will happen will be there'll be a generous um, trade-in policy yeah. with gold watches, where it's like bring it in and you paid ten thousand dollars, and we'll give you like five thousand dollars for the gold or whatever that's in it, and then mm. yeah, upgrade to another. You spend another ten thousand dollars, and we'll give you a new one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they'll do something a little bit more um, bespoke. Um, you know, watches of those sort of particularly at the top end of those lifetime presents that you you give on a special occasion and uh, you know you expect to have on you expect to be working perfectly fine in 20 years time but i suspect that the kind of people who can who can afford between 10 and 20,000 dollars for an a first original apple watch a lot of them will just put it back in its case and store it as a bit of tech ephemera that they'll sell mm. you know in 20 years time and make some money off so i i i think um i i want to say john syracuse i think someone like that i heard talking about this thing would they do an an, uh, an upgrade program for gold apple watches and he was basically saying that by the time you'd look at um what they would have to do in terms of replacing all the sensors. Yep. So it's not just a matter of no. opening it up, chucking the guts out, putting no. a new guts in and then closing it. It would be probably taking the screen off, which is not an easy thing to do, probably replacing the the bottom side of the watch as well, the sort of ceramic uh, sensors, plus all of the internals. And as he's, I think he, his point was, you know, uh, anyone who's had a screen replaced or whatever knows that, that um, they're never exactly... You know, they're, they're ne- never back to factory finish. They, there is always some um, difficulty, mm. you know, re- reinserting a part after it's been put in. So he just doesn't think that that Apple will go that way. Yeah, well, I, I, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. It probably, I mean, he has a he has a point. Obviously, you know, if you think of it as being an extremely shrunken laptop, and you're really looking at these layers of um, precision um, hardware integrated hardware and, and sensors that, you know, are designed to be fill this smallest of cavities exactly. Hmm. Um, that being able to retrofit that and add more sensors in, for example, or change that hardware and actually, actually get it to fill exactly the same spaces is an engineering feat that I doubt anybody with any sense or... Um, perspective would say is worth pursuing mm. yeah time will time will tell yeah I, I think that you're i think just going back to your point of you know do i need more things that give me notifications i i, I think that um if you're somebody who is already good at managing your notifications mm. 
you know, you've gone through and you've turned off all of those apps that want to annoy you every yep. five minutes already. And you've turned off getting um, uh, sound alerts for every email that comes through yep. and all that kind of stuff. If you're someone who already thinks about this and already has their their digital um, assistance pretty well tamed, the watch will be no different. In fact, it'll just be better because it means that you can quickly dismiss the odd thing without I mean, it really is just quick to glance at something, flick it, say, yep, I don't need to worry about that now, and then go back to what you were doing. However, if you're someone who doesn't have that in your control, and, and we probably all know people that, that are like that, mm. where they get every Facebook update, every Twitter status update, every thing, what's more, it pings their phone every time they do that, yep. where it'll just be, an, uh, uh, just be worse when it's on their wrist because your watch will be pinging. Like, it does make sounds i've turned them all off but it does make sounds um and i can i can only imagine talking to someone who had their watch pinging and ponging all the time and then constantly referring to it would be a nightmare i believe i believe ponging is happening in version two uh see okay <laughs> now with added pong with the using a craptic engine <laughs> no the, the smell sensor the uh, right. the 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 olfactory yeah what do we call it? The clip thing. <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, I think they're called the nose chip that they're installing. <laughs> That's it. The N1 chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming, so, uh, coming soon, the Canary in a Gold Mine app. Canary in, coal, <laughs> Canary in a Coal Mine. But, well, Canary in Coal Mine, that'll be for the normal that'll be for the normal Apple Watches. But if you buy the $10,000 one, you get a Canary in a Gold Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the other thing that I think uh, is worth just quickly mentioning uh, is um, the, so I've been walking around a lot with the watch on and I'm still very unsure about the whole idea of dictating a message reply on your watch mm. and, and completely no freaking way about taking a phone call on your watch at this stage. Yeah. Maybe things will change, but... Um, the the thing that surprised me actually, and this is worth, so what I thought I'd be able to do, I thought I'd be able to have my phone in my pocket and my headphones, which often do just have headphones on that I just sort of, I'm listening to something or walking around with them around my ears. And I thought that my watch would ring your, you know, my phone and my watch would start buzzing saying, Hey, there's a phone call. And I'd be able to put my headphones on and accept the call mm. and, or no, accept the call from my watch and it would come through on my headphones. Yep. But it doesn't. Mm. So you can be wearing headphones, and if you hit repl- uh, if you hit answer on your watch, it just goes to the watch, and all of a sudden you're standing there having to do a Dick Tracy, or and I or look like a right Dick Tracy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or look like a right Dick Tracy. Um, and there's just no way. Like I, I did it once to try to see what it looked like because I thought I might be able to use my headphones, and I, you, when I couldn't, I just went, "Yeah, no." Um, <laughs> very, very awkward. I, the di- dictating a message is a little bit less dicky, but but um, but still, <laughs> good idea in pra- in theory, not so good in practice. Yeah, I think if you're an introverty type person, maybe if you're an extrovert, it's like you just fucking love it. So for people who might be listening to this, who maybe haven't always listened to this, so we've now got on Flipboard which is flipboard.com, we've got four bits, that's a number four bits, uh, a magazine, 
which is which you can subscribe to and look at things. So we just sort of post random things that we're kind of looking at and that we think each other might be interested in. Mm. But whereas, but the format of the program is a little different now. And it used to be literally four bits. You would have two bits. I would have two bits. It would be four bits. But now we just kind of chat, and it's yeah, nice. Yeah. Now it's just hmm. now it's just four bitch is what, what it is. <laughs> we just bitch about stuff. Um, yes. <laughs> So I, uh, um, yeah, I have been having a lot of mixed thoughts about Mister Mister Musk, and uh, yes. the, and the your house battery, your battery. Yeah, you got to call it a battery because that's why the Americans they have batteries. They have batteries. I've been. <laughs> so, what do you think of the battery? Yeah. So you're having mixed thoughts about it. So I posted a whole bunch of things about this. Yeah. The the uh, Tesla Power Wall. Yep. I and, guess to put it uh, misplaced, we have a guy at work who's so in love with, with this dude that we actually call we just call we call um, Musk. We just call him his boyfriend. So, ah, your mm. boyfriend. You see your boyfriend's battery. He he's got the biggest crush I've ever seen, <laughs> and uh, and lots of people seem to share this. Um, and it was uh, just quickly before I allow you to say even a word, I found it very strange to be looking at such a loose presentation, having Apple having trained me to be having the most anal retentive and in control word perfect um, uh, presentations and then to look at the, mm. the power pack um, mm. uh, presentation and, and going, well, he just, you know, he responds to people shouting in the crowd and, and uh, yeah, it was just... It was, who, we can, who we can't hear. Yeah. And um, and he sniggers and and seems to his mind wanders off to talk about other things briefly, digresses and stuff. And go, this is this is not. It's loose. Yeah, this is loose. And I mean, I'm not sure I like it. I, um, Steve, come back, come back, Uncle Stevie. Anyway, so mm. so I mean, we spoke about this a couple of eps ago when we were talking about um, SpaceX. Yeah, we, and another one of his companies, but. Yeah, his presentation style. I mean, I've heard people since this announcement, since the Powerwall announcement, saying, oh, like, he's just, his presentations are amazing. It's like the best thing. And I just, I don't see it. It's like they're in this big tin shed. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of really nerdy guys, mainly, who literally lose their collective shit whenever he do, whenever he speaks. Yep. They, yeah, rel- yell random things out which you can't understand and he just kind of sniggers or laughs or whatever. And he presents, he's such a loose pre- presentation style. He's kind of socially awkward and, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, inf- it's infuriating. Like, I, 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 I like the, I like the thrust of what he does, but yeah. I, I don't get why everyone sort of loses their shit about how amazing he is from a presentation yeah. standpoint. Maybe personally, I think personally he could be quite, it could be quite engaging and and and, and good company, and I, I, and yeah. I actually thought the 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 visual side of the presentation was like quite striking with the sort of the three panels looking like a big cinemascope screen. But I kept mm. going, when are they going to do a close up? I want to see that. I want to see that detail, and they never did. It was just sort of, it was, and I guess it's because I've been so you know uh, Apple trained, you know, mm. to to it, um, and. I mean, in some ways, you could say this is this is just a sign of the guys, um, you know, compared to how long's been Apple been around now? What, Thirty years? Mm, What's well, like seventy-seven or something? Was it when they started? 
all right so so that's it's like 35 years yeah yeah yeah. a little bit longer so you know if you think of they are a mature anti-establishment establishment company (laughs) yeah and uh so i guess if any company's been around for that length of time by the time to get that you'll have all your um you, you know your your communications comms nazis uh and all that stuff there'll, there'll be standards and there'll be rules and there'll be and there'll be structure and you know it'd be like it'd be like the guy the head of ford get, you know launching a new car it's going to there's going to be there's going to be a, mm. a, a a certain given expectation certain things have to be done a certain way whereas yeah. i guess you got lucy goosey uh elon musk which again sounds like something that they use the anchorman used to attract the ladies um mm. it uh, yeah it was it was it was yeah a lot more frontier bit more mm. bit more of but a, maybe that maybe that's what they that's maybe that's their charm yeah in a way it did it felt like um well you met a bit more like the wild west and the guy up on the stage going we've got this this snake oil will cure everything it'll cure your rheumatoid <laughs> rheumatoid apparatus it'll make make your hair grow on your that bald your bald head peppy <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Look, I agree. I mean, I guess, uh, uh, I guess you could, you know, looking at how mature Apple is as a company, you could look back at the early eighties and nineties. I mean, I've seen a couple of presentations <laughs> yeah. from back in that back in the day, and they were they were definitely much more loose and folksy <laughs> back then. That's the nice. So, so pre- it was just being so polite then. <laughs> so, so perhaps that's 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 only fair that we cut. Uh, uh, Elon Musk a bit of slack for that one as well, yeah. but I guess in in, in a but the the difference is that um, in in the context that we're in now, when everyone is so used to an Apple presentation, you would think that you would make sure that your presentations are also just as focused and hmm. professional kind of looking. Same with when you see other tech companies doing their their um, big reveals and things. Often they're quite lackluster yeah and you kind of think wow it's like yeah have, I, 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 no, I don't know i just think if i was a ceo of a of a of, a, of google or, or or yahoo or somebody yeah. and i was about to release a product i'd be thinking i oh, want at the very minimum what i'm going to do is i'm going to make sure this is just as slick as an apple presentation but i look i, I look i guess it worked though i mean <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean in a way it's you know, because it's a category, he's creating a new category that hasn't been um, created before, or hasn't been mm. hasn't been commercialized in, on on such a level that he um, doesn't really have to compete with anybody on, on that mm. sense. And the the people that he or the companies or the products that he is kind of competing with are kind of just well, no, they they don't give presentations because it's just electricity. Mm. You just you know, it's just it's just something you you get when you move into a new place. It's not it's not um, a, really a consumer product in that in that sort of technology consumer product that we think of that Apple uh, does. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, so I think you have to say it's effective. Um, I don't think I heard almost anybody. Uh, it was all a buzz. Uh, uh, with my uh, workmates about it, and I was anyone kind of going, eh. you know. So what? What? So what's your mere about it? I just, um, I just wanted to know, get the detail, and 
uh, you know, it, it, it's a. I think it's it's the the phrase game changer really applies here. I think you know, mm. uh, and even if it's just it changes the mental game, changes your mental picture of the possibilities of how you could uh, be um, uh, uh, powering up your house. Powering mm. up your life changes that whole picture. Changes your idea of what is possible or what is reasonable to expect. Um, mm. But it's still, it's a product that hasn't been built. That's not selling. That's still at version one, mm. and um, is still American based. Yeah. So on all those levels, until until. Um, and 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 there isn't any immediate competition. Although I think that will enter, that will happen shortly. I know Google have been mm-hmm. putting money into battery research as well. Hmm. So on all those levels, I just thought, wow, people are jumping up and down and having goosebumps over it. But let's just see how it is in reality. Um, sure. So I think it was the the register said you'd need to have at least three of those power. Power packs. Was it? What's the name of the power wall? Yeah, power. I think it's called. No, I think it's power pack. Power. Oh, it's power pack to generate. Anyway, I just like saying power pack because that's that's another story. Um, uh, yeah. So you need to have, you have three of them to be able to to power up a regular a regular house. Mm. So so you know, the cost then suddenly becomes it's gone from being. It's three thousand, three and a half thousand. Obviously, now suddenly that's about that's you know it's nine. It's about nine, ten and a half thousand dollars. And they said you probably need to have if you need to have any, some kind of inverter or converter attached, which is probably to convert the DC to the AC, and so that'll probably cost you another couple of grand. And then, then really for the most of it, you're going to need solar panels on top to feed them, and so you. That's going to be more. So yeah, oh, just, you absolutely need to have solar panels. Yeah. So so all those additional things suddenly mean that you know you're getting this big. T- what started out as this uh, you know small price a price of an expensive computer is suddenly hmm. is, is suddenly like the suddenly it's like almost the price of an Apple Watch. I mean, really. Hmm. So <laughs> so yeah. So, so again, and and you know that whole. If you, if you recall, you know, I think we've mentioned this a couple of times, but you know what happened with TiVo and the time it, time it took to come here and what a what a neutered gimp of a product it was by the time it had been allied with one of our local TV networks and, hmm. and, and to the point where no one actually wanted the damn thing. So I guess I'm just, I'm just curious to see how that will all pan out when, it, when or if it reaches our shores. And in the meantime, what other, what other products... That will be very much the same. I mean, he's, he's talking about open sourcing his patents and the factories will allow factories other people to use his factories to build this stuff. So hmm. that said and done, I love the idea. It really does change. Your, it really has changed my attitude immediately to what I thought. Oh, that's that's a great idea, and I just want to see it pan out. But I'm not going to. Hmm. Not going to sort of. We'll just wait and see. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I agree with you. I think I think it's like a tremendously exciting idea. I love the idea that uh, that in five years' time, I'd be able to 
spend, let's say, let's just say it, it ended up being like 10,000 Australian dollars or something mm. to generate all of my own power, disconnect from the grid com- completely um, and just run that way would be great. Mm. Um, so it's a great idea because, uh, I mean, in, particularly in Australia, there's been an awful lot of discussion about this over the last four or five years. Um, well, first of all, uh, uh, the majority of the reason why Australia and particularly those in the southern states, which is where we're based, um, our environmental record is so bad is that our, all of our power is generated using brown coal, um, uh, which which is obviously very, very bad for the environment. Um, and this would potentially give you a way of switching off that system. Mm. Um, and and the other thing is that we our prices that we pay for power in Australia have gone up uh, exponentially in the last couple of years. In fact, one of the things that I did note is that they were in some of the articles around this, I don't know whether it's the ones that I posted on on um, Flipboard or not, but they're basically saying that the um, the cost of developing power on the Powerball or whatever it's called um, was a little bit more than what they pay in America at the moment. So it wasn't, it doesn't really make good financial sense yet. Mm. Um, but actually I think it's much, it would be much closer to making financial sense if not already make financial sense, if you could get something similar in Australia for that around that price. Um, so there's that as well. And, and, and I suppose that the other thing is that uh, of, of in recent times, um, there's been a lot of uh, press around the fact that the energy companies that supply power in, in Victoria, where we're based, have used a bit of a quirk in the system in that um, the government will pay them um, no questions asked for line upgrades. So basically what they've been doing is going around the state madly upgrading infrastructure that doesn't need to be upgraded so that they can gouge money out of the government to pay for it, to subsidise it, and then passing those costs on to the customers as well so that they've been kind of double dipping um, and making lots and lots of cash for infrastructure upgrades that weren't needed Mm. just because they could. Um, So the idea that you could kind of cut all that crap out would be cool. But having said that, there will be a whole range of other problems. Like what if one day you use a lot of power and you run out? Um, what if a bushfire comes through and destroys your home and you can't get reconnected quickly to the power? What do you do then mm. while you wait for another power ball to arrive and new solar panels or whatever else it is it's going to be? So, so there are there are there there will be equally a whole bunch of issues that need to be worked through. So I think I agree with you. I just think it'll be interesting to see. It's like the first shot in an, in a really interesting. Uh, competition which which presumably will end at some point in lots of us generating our own power yeah someone and that'll be great one heading which is very much the sort of the very much a heading for our time was was has has elon musk just killed fossil fuels Hmm. well i don't think so but no and if you think i mean i guess people you know if you look at how much of our plastics uh, come out of uh, are the result of oil being converted? Then no, I think we'll be hmm. we'll be using oil for some time. Just hopefully, not using brown coal. So, hmm. so what, one other consequence which I read and uh, I hopefully I didn't misunderstand this is that 
the power companies, our power companies in Australia, say in Victoria, actually work it out on a work out how much they're going to charge us by getting, say, they have you know, it costs X divided by X number of households buying power from us. So as soon as that number starts to go down, guess what? The price will go up for those people who are staying on their system because the amount that I'll pay for will will increase because there'll be less people buying it off the grid. And, you know, there's all these other things too, like, for instance, I know that in current what they call reps systems where you kind of disconnect from the grid, um, they, they still say that from an environmental standpoint, the cost of... Um, making the batteries and the and the the uh, lead and whatnot that's put into the batteries and the disposal costs and the freight costs and all that sort of stuff in the end mean that it's not um, it's not environmentally neutral to to have them anyway. So that's another thing that you'd have to kind. Of, I mean, I suppose with Tesla doing things on scale might help in that regard. But there's the whole issue of you know how long they last and. What happens when you want to get new ones? Can you replace mm. them? Can they be traded in and recycled and all that kind of stuff as well? I was just wondering, do, do you think they deliver the batteries fully charged so you can start working with... <laughs> so they'll be straight working away. straight away. <laughs> Imagine the unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> and and now, we just have, Maybe. now we just have to wait. Um, and we've got like four, four minutes before we've got to finish. Yes. Do you want to spend like like two minutes going over some podcasts that you like? Sure, because like even like new ones or things that I have actually added some new ones lately. Um, I listen to sort of a lot of uh, KCRW's, um, the business and the spin-off, and they're sort of very LA movie industry, TV industry focused ones. I, I just okay. I kind of enjoy them because it just reminds you of all the all that goes on in the back end, uh, you know, way way behind the hype. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, you are not so smart um, podcast, which um, kind of parts of it just seem to drag. I didn't. I, it's basically about the sort of how how good we are at self delusion, and it explores mm-hmm. every aspect of that. And um, I think it's just as as essential essential listening for any human being who who thinks they know anything and is sure mm-hmm. about anything. So. Um, and what else would I listen to? The the other one I listen to is a Slate podcast called uh, Slate's Working, and it's a podcast where they go and ask people who have different jobs, "How do you spend your day? What's, what's your what's your average work day? What do you do?" And they talk to okay. they talk to everybody from you know um, farmers to Stephen Colbert to to um, mortuary technicians to Google coders. So, mm, so that sounds great. Yeah. So I think that's probably, yeah. I guess there's, there's some of the ones I'm willing to share at this point. Okay. I'll I'll give a couple of I'll try some Australian focused ones. So there's one that's called that I listen to called Tempus T E M P U S, mm. a history podcast. It's by Matt Smith, um, and he's a, a journalist based in Melbourne. And with the exception of the last episode, which was a bit of an anomaly because he was talking to Malcolm Fraser because he recorded an interview before he died, it's basically about the history of fairly contemporary things in mostly in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So he'll go around and he'll look at a, the background of a building or the background of a street or a background of a design of a you know a grid of a, the way Melbourne was laid out or some some obscure artifact in a in a um, in a museum. Yep. And he'll talk about the history of it, which is kind of cool. Um, 
and uh, Radio National, I think it's Radio National, yeah, it is Radio National, Conversations with uh, Richard Feidler mm-hmm. uh, is, is, a, is another good one. So, Richard Feidler is like an Australian, basically, he was a comic, but um, now he does a conversations program on the ABC. He, he was North. Which is actually quite good. He was an All Star, wasn't he? He was a Doug. He was a Doug Anthony All Star. Yep. Yeah, he was. Um, but that's kind of an interesting thing. To, to and he just so he just talks to random interesting people and it's and it can, some of them can be really really great um, and then the, perhaps a final one that's only just started there's one called Tech in Asia podcast which I've just subscribed to I think it, they've only got their second episodes out but it's um it's a tech podcast but it's focused on what's happening in in Asia hmm. um, and I just kind of find that interesting for a different perspective although having said that a lot of the perspective is from Americans working in in the Asian kind of tech sector, so it's not it's not necessarily completely Asian voices, but but it's interesting anyway, nonetheless, just because it's a slightly different take on things. Mate, lovely as always to chat to you. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure. We will. Yep, we will. And hello to Travis and stop hassling us. Here's the new podcast. All right. <laughs> See you soon, mate. Ciao. You have been listening to the Four Bits Podcast with Steve Baker and Kirby Simon. Simon Kirby.